Oh, 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 well, 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 it's yet another episode of the In Search SEO Podcast, where search talk comes to life. This week, we dig into big old ad and PLA data swings, yep, again, but in all new directions, when SEO gets real, too real for some travel booking sites. Google goes to Washington, but did anything come of it for either side, and is blogging still worth it? I am your host, Morty Oberstein, and I am joined by the lively, the scholarly, the deadly, Jacqueline Harkum. Hello, hello. I'm glad to be back. How's your daughter, by the way? Much better, thank God. We were in and out of the emergency clinic for last week. Kids, man. But she's a trooper. Thank All right. God. We're good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I know how that goes. Yeah. A couple of bings life. and bruises with mm-hmm. mine. Yep. That is life. Yes, it that is. That is life. Well, good to have you back. Let's kick this thing off with the health of ads and PLAs on the SERP as we go data once again. So last week, we reported that ads had died a quick uh, and timely or untimely death in PLAs with them. They were deader than dead, um, like mafia dead, like shot, stabbed, and oh, shot God. again, then thrown off a building, and then strangled, right? Oh, God, that's yeah. morbid. <laughs> I know. All right, forgiveness, please. My metaphors uh. aside, last week, you heard all about huge old decreases in Google ads and PLAs on desktop and on mobile and in pretty much every market on the planet. Well, good news. Ads are back. Don't do it. Don't do what? Don't say, I'll be back. <laughs> Damn it. Fine. I just wanted to say it before <laughs> you did. <laughs> ah, very good. Thanks so much for stealing my thunder. <laughs> okay. <sighs> you sure do you want to take a vacation again? No. That- <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Okay. Anyway, while showing a slight rebound, since we've talked last time, Google ads have been killing it ever since December 11th. What's with the death and killing talk, Marty? What's I don't know. On? You got to ask my unconscious about that one. All right. Can we just get to the data, please? Yes, please. Okay. There was a huge spike in Google ads on December 11th. There. It's out there. I got it out. <laughs> okay. How big you ask? Well, you didn't ask, but no. I'm assuming you all are asking. Uh, how big? Well, at their low, on desktop in the U.S., ads were on but 9 or so percent of page one SERPs. Okay, that's Before that downturn, around December 4th, they were on about 35%. Okay, so you went down from 35 to 9. It's wow. huge. Now, on the 11th, we tracked them shooting back up to 62% of page one SERPs, and that my friends, to quote John McCain, the late John McCain, my friends, is about a 590% increase from their low and a 70% increase from their general norm. In other words, we have not just a rebound, we have way more Google ads on the SERP than we did before this weird downturn, whatever you want to call it, okay? Now again, we saw us on desktop, same thing on mobile, and of course, all around this mound of dirt and water, we call the world, same pattern. PLAs? PLAs. Mm, same. Well, <laughs> sort of. Um, no big Godzilla-like spack back, back to normal, but a slow and steady climb back up. Um, we're pretty much there. Um, at the time of this recording, PLAs on desktop in the U.S. stand at showing on 16% of the SERPs or so. That's up from their low of 4% from December 4th, and they're usually around 16 or so percent on page one of the SERP. So, uh, pretty much back to normal for, for PLA. So that's that's great. Again, same thing, desktop, same thing, mobile, other markets. Seems we're back to normal. Hooray. <laughs> but you have to ask one question. A very technical, very precise question, which is? Uh, 
were only top and not bottom ads impacted? Oh, good question. Actually, both uh, top, bottom, didn't matter. No. I was thinking more um, the precise question of what the heck is going on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. That's it. Uh, I have three possibilities for you. All right. Okay. One, as I take a sip of coffee. Hold on. Mm. Nice, nice. Uh, thank you. It was a long night. Okay. One, this is some sort of like test from Bizarro Land. Bizarro. Uh, he's sort of like a deformed Superman from another dimension oh, who's okay. bizarre. Yeah, he's kind of like dumb. Sort of like you took Fars Gump and and Superman and combine them into okay yeah. nerd nerd yeah pretty pretty much okay this test or this idea of be if this ad drop off being a test is bizarro because why run a test like this in the middle of the most significant important ad revenue season my birthday uh right also the holiday season right. or that mm -hmm. or that yeah or that. okay so this could have been a bug it's option number two so yeah could be i guess it's it's a little weird because plas by the way didn't so the google ads came back in a giant spike okay so that you might think fine that might have been a bug they were gone they came back boom but PLAs did not come back until a few days later. They slowly and slowly and slowly crept up, crept up, crept up. So for that to be some kind of bug, you usually see a big reversal right afterwards. So for the PLAs, I don't, I don't see a bug there at all. Okay, but it, it could be. And the last one, and this is for all y'all conspiracy theorists out there. So take the tinfoil off your head and listen up. December 11th, the day ads shot back up. Google was where? testifying in front of Congress. So maybe for some reason, like my, since we're doing politicians, my Al Gore, maybe for some reason, Google, <laughs> Google didn't want anyone from the panel to see any of those ads. But once the hearing was in the bag, boom, bring back the ads. Do you believe that? I want to because it'd be so yeah. juicy. But it does seem like a conspiracy theory. I mean... Maybe Google wants you to think it's a conspiracy theory, so we won't say that it's a conspiracy theory. Mm. So it really is a conspiracy theory. You know, you never know, huh? <laughs> Classic. You are the master of conspiracy <sighs> theories. Uh, by the way, did you watch the hearing? What did you think? Oh, don't ask me that. I have no comment. No comment, please. Mm. I'll, I'll give you my best Bill Belichick, the coach for the, uh, the hated, my, I hate them, um, New England Patriots. Okay, so if I were Bill Belichick, I was something like, uh, um, uh, yeah, saw it. Um, that was about that. Uh, it's about search. It's not about politics. But that was a uh, that was on uh, Tuesday. Now we're again on Monday. Uh, and that, that's all I'm gonna say about this. Who's Bill Belichick? Bill who's Bill Belichick? <laughs> no, seriously. That's what Bill it sounds Belichick. Like. What what a name. Oh God. Okay, so he's pure evil. He's oh. like Voldemort of sports. Fine. He's like Darth Vader of sports. Oh, I I can never escape him. Okay. Even last week. Marketing Land had an article from Matt Umbro all about what marketers can learn from Bill Belichick. Ugh, feh. Okay, okay, okay. Forget it. Okay, for real. Okay? We have to get into this a little bit because this is what's hot in SEO. Red Hots, get your Red Hots here. All right, so if I have a talk about this, I will talk about this. One, these kinds of hearings, at least for me, are a total waste of time time uh, if you want my unfiltered opinion because that was an unfiltered if you want my real unfiltered opinion head over to my twitter account at morty Oberstein and scroll back to december 11th you'll know it when you see it oh, yeah i just i just don't I, I i don't get it i i really don't nothing ever comes of these things i was very surprised by the way after looking at at, at how i hate to use this word how ignorant 
some of the people in the government came off when they interviewed uh, Mr. Zuckerberg from Facebook, that Congress didn't ask more informed questions. Very basic. Nothing really got into any specifics. It's a bit, it's a bit silly. I don't want to be too critical. I'm really, please, I apologize. I am not trying to be critical of any member of Congress. I just, I just found it very, 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 very surprising. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you expect the guy to answer to half these questions? You know, um, did Russia use Google to influence the 2016 elections? What's he going to say to that? Uh, hell yeah, we totally dropped the ball there. I mean, like Russia hack city. No, come on. Okay, even if that were true, which it's not true, obviously, what's he going to say? Was he, he's going to say the same thing that they always say. We're, all, we're always trying to be better. We're on top of these things, blah, 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 blah. So why even ask the question if you're not going to get a real answer or at least find a way to ask the question? Right. Could these hearings ever be affected, do you uh, think? Um, that's a great question, actually. Yeah. I, I think so. Sure, why not? Okay, yeah. assuming they're justified to begin with, which I'm not so sure it was in this case. But yeah, first off, okay, and I don't understand this either. So you're a congressperson from wherever, from I don't know. Okay, it doesn't matter. You don't know anything about this stuff. What do you know about Google? And that's fine. You weren't elected. You didn't run saying, I know everything about Google. I read my lips. I know Google. <laughs> I did not. Ha- okay, not, not going to go yeah, there. Where are we going? I don't know. Okay. I love politics. I think it's so funny. Okay, forget it, forget it, forget it, forget it. Okay. I don't want to get too controversial on this show. Oh. Okay, so you don't know about any of these Google things, which is fine. Okay, big deal. So call Google in and say, the congresswoman from Florida yields her five minutes to Rand Fishkin and have him question Google, you know? Okay, the congressman from the 51st district of New York, which I never know if there is a 51st district in New York, but okay, the congressman from the 51st district of New York yields his five minutes to Barry Schwartz. Take it away, Barry. Why wouldn't I, right? That would have been great. First off, that would have been great TV right there. Barry goes to Congress. I was like waiting for Barry to come. I haven't talked about that. Barry goes to Congress. Okay, but but why were why weren't the experts in the industry even consulted? Okay, I don't know for sure that they weren't, and I'm judging. Okay, but looking at the questions, I cannot imagine that anybody from this industry was 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 even consulted. So yeesh, come on, what do you think you're gonna get from this? Okay, I did ask around. And a few folks made some interesting points. Like Brody Clark thought it was interesting that Google said that they weren't interested in getting into social media. And but then you have things like Google Posts and then you know a ton of improvements to Google Posts actually. And you have live SERP commenting. I mean, it was like a, I think it was last week, two weeks ago. You had a like button going into Google Posts, but we're not interested in social media. It's so those things are interesting. But again, that's nothing to do with Congress per se. Uh, fine. Okay. This does bring up, if you want to ask me like where I really think like this could go or where maybe it should go, is the question of whether or not Google should be regulated. And that's a very, 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 very hard question. And I do not want to get into it. Okay, it's really there's so much political connotations to it. How you see this might depend upon your political philosophy and your political leanings, and I have nothing to do with that. Not in general, not in the show. Um, though at the same time, I am interested in knowing if the SEO industry thinks Google should be regulated, meaning people who know Google, people who would answer that question, who know, are people who know Google, people who see Google each and every day and would answer that, que- that question based upon what they know about Google and not their political leanings. So with that, that will be, and let's go with that for our poll question of the week. All right. Take it away. As someone in the SEO industry, do you think Google should be regulated? Right. Okay. Should a government body come and regulate Google more than what's already been done in certain places, you know, less so in the U.S., more so in the EU? And again, 
looking at this from a search perspective, not a political perspective. Okay. Uh, while we're at it, let's take a look at the answers we got for last week's question, which was, um, we asked, well, how big, if 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 they're big, if it's big at all, is Google's filter bubble problem? And this was really a mixed bag. I got comments from all over the spectrum. In general, people gave this you know a um, a seven out of ten on a scale of one being less significant of a problem, ten being more significant. Okay, I'll just go with two answers that I got. One person anonymous. Come on, leave your name for the shout out. Okay, they said. Let me put my reading voice on. You know, you put your reading glasses on. I put my reading voice on. Yeah, I'm waiting. Okay, gosh. Okay. Filter bubbles are merely the byproduct of what good search is. A user is often offered something that caters to their intent. At times, that may mean over-personalization. But this is more an aberration than anything else. Okay. I hear that. That makes a lot of sense. I, I tend to lean towards that side. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that altogether. On the other hand, we had Paul Branson. Paul Branson of InfoGuru Shop at InfoGuru Shop on Twitter said, again, my reading voice. I need to do another one, right? I don't have another one. Yay. Okay. I don't have one. Okay. Filter bubbles are a longstanding issue. Search giants deliberately use their competitive updates and filter strategies to benefit self and their PPC monetization models. This is how they rule 70% of global online search by way of army bots, foreign web networks, click farms, and problematic dual monopolies. And then he went on to list a bunch of articles from Search Engine Journal and so forth about this problem. Valid, valid perspective. I happen to not agree with it. I think it goes a little bit too far, though I will say, to his, to his credit, some titans of SEO industry, I'm not going to say who they are on the show, have gone in that direction more and more lately. I've seen it. So he has some good folks on which to rely, to put it that way. I necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily agree with it. I think it was a little bit too far. The first comment, I think, didn't go far enough. I'm somewhere in the middle on this whole thing. Okay. That's what it is. Again, our poll question of the week is, as someone in the SEO industry, do you think Google should be regulated or not? Look for the poll question on Twitter, on the Rank Ranger Twitter account, on my Twitter account, on Jacqueline's Twitter account, and at the very, very beginning of the blog post where this podcast will be found on the Rank Ranger website. Okay, so with that out of the way, I want to introduce a new segment to the show. So we talk a lot about um, SEO theory, SEO changes, but it's always good to take stock, okay, and take things out of the vacuum that is a podcast or a blog post and see what's going on in real life. So we're calling this one when SEO gets real. Verifying. Okay, so we we talk a lot about cert features being uh, a, a bigger source of competition. Okay, when I say we, I mean. I mean me, I mean you, I mean the show, I mean the SEO community at large. A little while back, we even did a whole roundup on how to deal with feature-heavy serves. We had Izzy Smith and Ellie Schwartz, my cuz, Dr. Pete, all discuss some novel ways of dealing with cert feature competition without relying on featured snippets. Check that out on the uh, Rank Ranger blog. It was great. Um, but this, this got real. It got real when I saw this. Take it away, Jacqueline. 
It seems as though Expedia sees Google's recent efforts to improving its travel options and capabilities within Google Flights as a direct threat to the success of their company. Mm -hmm. Well, it appears Expedia has a new competitor on its hands. Yeah, that's basically it. Okay, that's basically what we've been talking about. Um, this is one of the, the biggest sites on the planet that does all sorts of travel bookings and it's impacted by changes to the local pack and the knowledge panel and so forth. Anything like that, anything to Google flights, all the hotel listing features and so forth. All these things I trip, trip, trip all day long about. It's not just hot air. It's real. Okay. This new ranking environment we talk about is real. And here it is in plain English from Expedia themselves. I think it was the CEO of Expedia saying this or someone high up there, okay? By the way, uh, we just put out another roundup on above the fold ranking last week uh, because SERP features mean that if you are not above the fold, in a lot of instances, no one will see your site at all. It's a new ranking consideration. I have seen multiple cases of sites rank number one on the SERP. Number one, number one, number one on the SERP. But they're not above the fold. No. Yep. For sure, for real, okay? Wow. So, okay, think about it, okay? Feature snippet or direct answer show up. Then you also get a local pack. Mm -hmm. You get a related questions and a video carousel or a news box or whatever, whatever. And that should just about do it. Boom. You're below the fold. Okay? I've seen it with my own eyes <laughs> numerous times. Plug. Plug. We have a new tool here at Rank Ranger, and never before seen SEO metric, the first of its kind, the above the fold ranking report, which tells you if your page is or is not above the fold for a given keyword. Um, you can see the SERP as it is, meaning you can see what features are dragging you down. Um, it's really, really helpful, really, really cool, and it's a Rank Ranger exclusive. I encourage you to take a look at the Rank Ranger blog about the, uh, above, the above the fold roundup, um, the new report. It's in a new beta blitz reports, I usually don't promote us too heavily a little bit in the end on the show because to me, this show is about content, but I do think this is a very, very important issue. I think you're going to hear just like five years ago, you didn't really hear SERP features so much. I think as you go forward five years from now or less, much less, you're going to be hearing above the fold, above the fold, above the fold, above the fold much more often than you do now. And that's why I'm plugging us. Um, okay. That'll do it for this. It's that time of the show again. It's time for the news. Take it away, Jacqueline, with the news. Google is moving away from showing hyper-specific errors within the search console, AMP's reporting, and will now be showing such errors in a more general way. Mm -hmm. So that's a bit weird mm -hmm. to me. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have not heard anyone say data is too specific, but <laughs> you never know. Okay, it could be... It could legitimately, it could be a simpler approach. We'll just save people a bit of time. And who knows? Fine. Okay. Great. Okay. Seems yeah. like Google has bigger plans for its For You map feature. For You is now making its way to iPhone and iOS devices in 40 countries. Ooh. Okay. So for um, so for, for You who don't know, mm -hmm. uh, For You um, is one of these discovery features, but it's just more for local. As Google says, quote, um, you stay up to date on fun new places, so you'll know exactly where to take the family this winter. I know where to take my family. I leave them at home while I go skiing in was Aspen. That, was that Google's voice? No. Oh, uh, yes, that's Google's voice. <laughs> I am the official Google voice. <laughs> Hello nice. there. I'm Google. Great. I want to be. I want to know. Like, I want to try out for a Google Home. I mean, there, be oh, their please voice. Don't, please. That'd don't. be great. I want to go off my own commentary. Let me do that. Oh God. 
Okay, keep going, keep going, let's go. With another reported Google Plus bug, Google decided to expedite Google Plus in the next 90 days to prevent further bugs. Nice. Yeah, Google what? What? Yeah, sir. Yeah, right. Enough said. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? <laughs> well, yeah, Google who? <laughs> By the way, you know, I'm 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 going to add on the last on the last story with uh-huh. the, the you know the for you tab. I, I get this weird feeling, by the way, that Google is is sort of taking a social media approach, but in a weird sort of way. It's sort of using these discover feed esque elements as a uh, as a as a gaining of social media foothold. But it's weird because in these instances. Instead of interacting with other people, mm. okay, in this context, you're generally interacting with with an interactive Google. That sounded more bizarre than I, I, I intended, no, but I think it's true. a weird, yeah, it's it's a weird new dynamic that Google's sort of taking, yeah. and it seems to have search media tones. It's like describing a wine. This has tones of social media. I said search media. I meant social media. Okay, sorry, Definitely. didn't mean to interrupt you. My mistake. All right, well, Google made some changes to the related search section in the mobile search results. Those changes included image thumbnails alongside some of the related searches, and it featured snippet with an option to see additional details when you click on the related search results. Yeah, so this is basically a feature snippet inside of related search. (laughs) Now, I can't imagine that someone looking to do a related search, in most cases, will just take the URL that they show you in its expanded um, related search box, or you want to call it, and run with it. Mm -hmm. Although I'll admit, there's a real possibility question is do people even use related search i think not <laughs> okay uh, no no i say no let's say that anecdotally right. um i didn't say that word right anecdotally um i've seen a study I, f- I forgot from which university it's from it was one of these like, joint st- um university studies i think it's from 2014 mm-hmm. and it seemed to imply that users do not use related search options. It didn't mention Google in specific, but come on, who are they really yeah, talking about? Saying. Bing, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay? I don't know. But anyway, um, I don't think you need to see the data. To, to I mean, it's nice having that data mm-hmm. to say that people are not. And it's, okay, it's three years old at this point, whatever it is. Three years old. I, can, I don't do math. It's four years old. Well, five years is going to be about to go to 2019. You, yeah. It's young. Me do math. Me do math good. You okay. do English good. Yeah, me, me also do English. Me fail English, then I'm possible. <laughs> the Simpsons. Okay. Right. Anyway, I, I, it doesn't matter to me the data so much because you, if you look at what Google's been doing, you kind of get a sense that it wants to refine, it wants to help you refine queries, but it doesn't rely on related search to do that. That's why you have things that you have filters in related in, um, in feature snippets. We have all sorts of filters now. More filters. More filters here. More filters there. More options here. In case you didn't hit the right intent, we have an option for you to choose from without going to the related search. You even have mm-hmm. way more. More, more, more. More, more, more. You have way more related questions people also ask than you used to in the past. And that's another way to help guide or refine your query. It seems to me just from Google's behavior that it doesn't really bank on the related search. Okay, now there's also an image side to this. that They, they put image thumbnails Within the related search, and I don't, I don't get that. Okay, I had I saw I think I forgot who, I think it was Barry Schwartz actually had a um, a picture of a query for something to do with elevators, and one of the related search options was for elevator working. And and what the heck kind of image are you going to show for elevator working? But Google offered one. Hey, here's an image for <laughs> elevator working. Now, I, I'm not sure it made much sense, but but okay. Now it could be that Google is trying to catch the user's eye and that's why he's throwing these image thumbnails in there, not because it actually makes any sense or it's useful in any way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does make related search more more catching, more noticeable. And that would make sense with what I just said about a minute ago. Yeah. So hey, there you go. Tie it all together. Nicely done. Thank you. 
All right, Google announced the release of pay for conversions, which allows you, well, it allows for the availability of conversion-based biddings for mm -hmm. display campaigns. Yeah, and I like this. I think a lot yeah. of advertisers will like this. And again, right. enough said. Uh, enough said indeed, um, <laughs> it appears. <laughs> as good transition again, as we get into our spotlight on content, as our content of the week comes from none other than a majestically intriguing piece by the glorious, the grand, Rand Fishkin. Winner! Recently, Rand posted a piece on the Spark Toro blog. By the way, some really cool free, free tools there. Um, not on the blog, of course, on his on the Spark Toro site. Anyway, the piece was titled, Can You Still Blog Your Way to Visibility and Credibility? And in the piece, Sir Fishkin, who I really like and respect as a person, as a marketer also, of course, that too, that goes without saying, um, but as a person, and, and we need some more of that. We need, we need more empathy, and don't get, me, don't get me started here. Okay, okay. So Rand talks about uh, the viability of blog posting in the age where there is just so much content and so many ways to access content like social media. And the notion he puts out there is that it's super, super, super hard these days to stand out from the crowd and so forth, and he shows some really interesting uh, trends and data to support this theory. And he eventually asks, and this is really the upshot of the blog, it's really honest, uh, if blogging is still something that it's, it's worthwhile to take up. And he goes into why, uh, why you should do it these days. Things like being able to spend, uh, you know, he goes, when you should do it and how you should do it and what you should consider before you do it, like being willing to have the, the, the time and, and the patience to wait until you become notable within an industry and really can get your, your content out there or being willing to try video content despite some of the hardships that come with that. It's a really nice piece and it's a, it's a refreshing and honest piece, so definitely check it out. We'll link to it in the blog post for this podcast. Just to throw my own two cents into the fray here, a couple of points. Okay, One is I am often so surprised at the level of quality of, our, of the content we put out there. Rather, the lack thereof of any sort of quality and the success it sometimes seems to have, it's a bit bewildering to me. I have to say that, but that aside, one thing I think it's important to consider when it comes to blogging is that blogging is an optic in a way. It, it's a, there's a psychological impact to it. Having a blog and putting out solid content is a way to show your voice is authoritative in whatever field you're in, meaning forget the shares, forget the comments, forget the likes, forget the traffic for a minute. Having really, really, really substantial content gives your potential customers or whoever it is you want to impress a sense that you have your finger on the pulse of your industry. It's also a good segue to start engaging with other people in your industry. And I've personally done this. My a personal in-search SEO tip for Morty. If I, I write up a piece of content, okay, and I see somewhere and someone on Twitter or wherever it's discussing a very, very similar topic, I add my opinion and say, I talk about it more here. Boom, plop a link, okay? This has to be genuine though, okay? You can't, you really need to have an opinion one and, and what you actually say needs to align to what's being discussed in the post and the link your, to your piece needs to be, I'll call it supplemental, okay? If your content, if you're just throwing it out there, okay? And your content doesn't add anything to your comment on social media, to the conversation on social media, then, then don't do it. Don't throw the link, okay? Don't link to this piece. There will be other times when you can, okay? In most times, I just comment and I don't drop that link because what I say in the, in the comment itself 
is enough. I don't need to add that link. And going to that link, seeing the full piece won't really add anything to the conversation. So it'll come off like, okay, I'm just dropping a link. Okay, so don't do that. If you have, if the link really adds on, really embellishes, really drives the point home what you're trying to say, then yes, okay? And that's a great way to get started interacting with influencers in your in your industry by having that content to sort of spring uh, the springboard off, okay? But again, has to be genuine and be patient. And now for some monkey business. Here you go. You asked for it. You got it. Jacqueline does the fun SEO sound off. Ha, I love this. Okay, so last week, out of respect, we did not do the question. You see, Jacqueline had enough uh-huh. of my ridiculous questions. I know, it's touching, right? Yeah, fair. Yeah, it was more so I can make fun of your answer today. Oh, okay, yes. you, but you know that because you listen. You, you didn't listen I to did, the podcast. Okay, listen. thank you. Okay. I'm just playing, playing it cool. <sighs> okay. So, Jack, I had enough of my ridiculous nonsense. Mm-hmm. So, I challenged her. And said, okay, you do the question, okay? So here it is. And by the way, it's not as easy as it seems, huh? I don't know. I think we could all agree things were getting a bit out of hand. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. Big Lebowski? Yeah, Big Lebowski. You know it, okay? One of my seven-year-olds, I have twins, wrote, instead of his name on his schoolwork, he wrote, the dude. Oh, nice. Yeah, I swear, by the way, I did not tell him anything about that. He knows nothing about (laughs) the Big Lebowski, I promise. Okay, anyway. He's a natural. He's a natural dude. Here's Jacqueline's big debut. All right. If Google were an actor, who would it be? So <laughs> since you asked, <laughs> I'll go first. Oh, God. Okay. Jack Nicholson. Oh, really? Yeah. Jack. Hey there. Okay. Uh, one, he's great. He's brilliant. He's stupendous. And he's slightly not right at times. Kind of like a search engine. Ah. Sometimes. Nice. That okay. I know sometimes. Okay. Don't put my foot in my mouth sometimes. Okay, okay so, so what's your genius answer? Okay, so so went, easy to do ugh. these questions. You, you, truth is, it's really not. It's, it's not. really not. Come no, on. I was quick to judge. I was That's right. Yes, very. So I went with Chuck Norris because Chuck he kicks Norris. butt at pretty much anything and everything. And uh, let's oh be real. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Chuck Norris? <laughs> what does it have to do with? I don't know. He's, he's just good like, at everything? Well, he's just like... Cut. That first off, you don't know what what's gonna happen. Chuck, no- like, that's like so twenty years ago. Chuck Norris. Make it so. How did Chuck Norris get out of the womb? He kicked his way out. Awesome. That's Chuck Norris. Awesome. A strange guy, Chuck Norris. All right, whatever. Okay, so are you doing this next week? You bet I am. Yeah. All right. All right. Fine. Okay, you're either brave or crazy. That's to be determined, <laughs> and that will do it for us. Oh, um, I always forget the end. Again, the one plug we do do. Beta Blitz is still here. It's still out. You should check it out. Yes. yes. If you are an existing Rank Ranger user, you can find the beta reports under a new top menu tab called SEO. If you don't have a Rank Ranger account, though, um, but you'd like to see the beta reports, simply just sign up for a free trial. No credit card necessary. Ooh, we got to add that in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously. And as always, we love to hear from you. So tell us your thoughts. We love to yes, hear from you. Yes, there is a nice form. Yes. And you just fill out and. Let us know what we you think of the new beta reports. It will help drive the future of what SEO reporting looks like. And that is it for us. Check us out again next Tuesday, every Tuesday for another episode and another one of Jacqueline's silly, silly, silly <laughs> questions. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. We love if you did. We'd appreciate if you mm-hmm. did. We'd give you a hug if we could. And <laughs> that will do it for us on this episode of the In Search SEO podcast. It's In Search because... We're all in search of something.